What's your favorite dessert, Spencer? Probably just like like an ice cream. Like I'm not like uh you know I'm not a big fancy guy when it comes to that stuff. Why? What's yours? Beer. Beer. It's my dessert for uh, my drinking of hard whiskey and oh, like hard liquor. Okay. And then I'm like, oh man, you know what? That's the main course. <laughs> this bottle of Jameson was the main course. Now I need my dessert. See, I figured that would have been the appetizer. Um, I would think the appetizer would be like champagne or wine. Uh that's it. Well, what's maybe the, that's the dessert. I'd say, what's the uh, what's the saying? Uh, are you supposed to do like, is it booze before alcohol or alcohol before booze? It's uh, it's all the same. What? You mean booze before or beer before liquor makes you fuck quicker? Is that it? I don't get sick quicker is what I thought it was, but you know, whatever. <laughs> I I just drink because I got a problem, man. No, I think it would be beer as the appetizer. That's what you start with. Okay. And then maybe the main course, you'd go with the hard booze, and then you wean it back with some wine. But I feel like when you mix wine in there, that's when you get the fucking headache. Yeah. That fruit shit is what fucks you up. Oh, the sugar? Yeah, that just melts your gonads right from the inside out. I don't know, man. I haven't been drinking that much lately. I've been uh, drinking the raspberry beer I had for a while there. Yeah, that face you just made was about right. Mm. It wasn't that good, but I, and, I haven't been in a, like a boot. I, when it's summertime, it's like real yeah, hot. Unless it's, it's hard. I'd tequila's all right, like margaritas and stuff. But I don't feel like making that at home all the no. time. So I just like all these fucking whiskey I have laying around and gin. I don't want to drink that shit. No, that 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 is better. Like just winter. Yeah, you drink that to warm me up. Like you can't afford the heating bill, so you just especially <laughs> when we're doing the podcast. Because for the first like thirty episodes, I was always drinking whiskey or something, and I just get so fucking hot. Then when it's like ninety degrees out, no, yeah. I don't need to get more warm. Yeah, I don't know. So that that's my philosophy on life. You drink, drink, and then you die. And then somebody takes over the mantle of your drinking, and your family's ruined one generation at a time. You're Irish, or? Oh, yeah. Okay, well, then, yeah, so it makes <laughs> a lot of sense, then. Yeah. yeah, it is. Hey. I see you guys have returned to listen to the Drunken Pen Writing Podcast because you can't get enough of us. Mm-mm. Or you just fucking saw us on the uh, internet there, decide, oh, I like this picture. I wonder what they're about. I like whiskey and I like reading stuff. And then you listen and then you go, not for me, click. <laughs> but that's okay too because you still <laughs> gave us a download. Is that neither of those things? <laughs> uh, I am your host with the most, Caleb James. With me as always. According to my notes, Spencer, the bad boy of Baghdad Church. <laughs> that, that's a rough one, man. You been to Baghdad? I don't think it's too too nice looking anymore. No, was well, was it ever? Might maybe. I don't. I don't know much about uh, Iraq. Is that what, Baghdad, Iraq? What do you mean you don't? It's know? all sand over there, isn't it? Yeah, sand and hotness. I feel like the heat would make you angry. Oh, I get yeah. irritable. So. Oh yeah. And then you got to wear those fucking big ass robe looking things. And the turban things. And then your women, you can't even look at them because they're all covered head to toe in robes, too. You know what always got me about, like, the turbans? It'd be, like, one thing if, like, if they had, like, like long hair or something and, like, they used it like to, Jamaicans. Like, yeah, kind of. Yeah, something like that. Or even, like, you just see, like, women whenever they get out of the, like, out of the shower or whatever. They they do that weird wrap-up yeah. with the hair. Like, 
Okay, that kind of makes sense, but it's like, no, they normally have, like, the show copy hair, but they have this big, like, maybe it keeps Jafar her head cool. thing on your... <laughs> maybe it keeps her head cool because it's so hot. I I'd imagine it. you go, as soon as you go outside, you just bake. Yeah. So, you probably need, like, light, flowery layers. I don't know. I don't know why we're talking about Middle Eastern culture, but me and you should probably... Start no, reading dude, some no, Middle, e- <laughs> Middle Eastern fiction. We, we'll throw that on all the other things we need to read. All I do have, I actually don't think I have it. I was going to buy it. I keep putting it off. It was the uh, Arabian Nights. Oh. What is it? A thousand, two thousand, five thousand. I don't remember how many Arabian Nights tales. But uh, isn't that where Aladdin came from? Something like that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I don't know. Anyway, let's uh, get into today's hot topic. Today's one... Neither Spencer nor myself are adequate with, as in regards to talking about. We probably shouldn't be talking about it because we're terrible at this aspect of the writing business. whatsoever. But as Spencer said off air, this is actually something we should learn about. So maybe this will be helpful for all of us. We can learn along with you off air listeners. Yes. How successful authors use social media. This is one I've been actually working on in the last literally two weeks, and yeah. it's actually been working really well. I've noticed. I've noticed you're on there. I've been getting a shit ton more followers and connections and things like that. But it, again, it's hard to manage Yeah. for me. And that's just Twitter. I, I don't fuck around with the Facebook still, and I'm not doing Instagram. Just focusing on the author profile on Twitter, and that's like, just because I don't want to be one of those dudes just, you know... What's your, like I always say, what's your main character's favorite underwear? And then, yeah. like, you're not really engaging people. You're just getting them to like your shitty status. I actually want to engage my audience. Yeah. So I want to talk to them. But and you I also, also want to. You don't want to flood their feed either. No, I, I keep maybe three to four po- or tweets a day and I vary them how I do them. And then I try to. I, I respond to everybody as long as they're not being a shithead, <laughs> which you get those. But I, you On know, Twitter? What? what? No way anybody would be a jerk on Twitter. Jeez, they only have so many characters they can use. You're telling me fucknugget86 is a D-bag? Is that what you're telling me? I mean, I'm not going to say my alternate account is fucknugget86, <laughs> but I was born in 1986, so... No, um, I just uh, was saying words, and then Spencer no, I'm said some words. No, I wasn't going anywhere with that. I was just rambling. I... Was, though, I've been making some headway on there and trying to build up some contacts because it is important, especially when you start selling books. And I, the reason why I did this, and I'm sure Ashley was making fun of me a little bit for it, was because, uh, you know, he kind of feels how I do about, like, Twitter mainly. is like, who gives a fuck about yeah. this shit? And I know you feel like that. Yep. You don't even bother. But we got the anthology we're putting yeah. together, and I've actually got some writers submitting the stories already. Ooh, nice. Yeah. I uh, got Barbara Avon submitted a story, Ooh. full novella. That's like 13-ish thousand words. Nice. And I read it really good. Good. Ashley finished his first story for it, ah. and he's going to get two more, so he's going to go for about 30,000 words total. So I'm trying. I was like, okay, they're getting in gear. I'm going to get in gear. Yeah. But the one thing... We gotta sell the fucking book. Yeah. At least some of it. So. People, people need to know about it. Yeah, so I can't do that if I have eight hundred followers. That's not gonna work. So I gotta boost them. I already doubled those numbers, so good. that's good. And that was like in a week. And I was I was very surprised how fast that went too. I was I couldn't keep up. I actually got uh, banned twice because they I thought got, I was a bot. I gotta say, I saw you talk about that like on Twitter. Yeah, about I got banned twice. Like temporarily. <laughs> I think that's what I thought I was because I was getting so many followers. And like I said, I'm actually trying to engage people, so I'm following them back, and I'm going to their profiles, and I'm you know liking their shit, and like I spent a day not writing, just doing that to keep up while that big flood was going. And 
Twitter twice thought I was a fucking robot or something and banned me and I had to go through all this dumb shit. I'm good now. Like I said, you know, we're going to be putting out this book. I need an audience to promote. And I'm trying to do it the right way because I see a lot of people that have 20,000 followers and they're following 20,000 people or whatever. But they're not like you look at their numbers. They get like three likes a status or maybe one or two comments and a retweet. They're not really engaging with the audience. It's just like, you know, follows for follow. That's useless. Yeah. I want my audience to actually read what I'm putting out. And I want to read what they're putting out so we can help each other. They're promoting a book. I'll help. They, You know, I promote a book. They help. We read each other's stuff. That's the kind of writing community I wanted to build initially with DPW. And like I said, Facebook is just old people, so nobody gives a shit. Yeah, that's kind of pointless. Yeah. And Goodreads, uh, like I said, Ashley was doing that. I didn't. I just. I don't have enough time. Yeah. Personally, I just. I can't. Like, I've struggled with the Twitter. What I do is I give about. I'll take. 10 20 minutes every few hours just to go through and talk to people and stuff like that and then i mean that's still more engagement on social media than i want to do personally because i'd rather be writing or stuff but i kind of limit to when i'm working and i get a little bit of a break yeah so that helps well then too like uh with the twitter and stuff like you were saying you can actually use that as a back and forth and like all that kind of stuff but with the goodreads it's just like you're talking about other people's works with yeah, I mean, with, which I mean is can be like a cool kind of get uh, uh, get together to you know some fun with the people and stuff like that, but that doesn't necessarily help your work at all, unless and, if you're made doing a a good reads of your own material, well, that's making people check it out. What you can do, but you have to, I think, be published first or something. Is you can switch to an author's Goodreads profile, mm. and then that's when people were like your books, and you know, we talk to you about the books and shit like that. But that's that's a lot of work that yeah. goes into that, and more than I feel like doing. But anyway, how successful authors use social media? Twenty three content ideas. This is on Bookbub.com, and the author of this fine article, a recent one too, I may add, is Miss Diana Urban. So you guys will want to go over to insights.bookbub.com and check this out. Because it seems like actually well put together article. Yeah. It has nice pictures and everything. And yeah, uh, it was uh, before we were starting, I was trying to thumb through and just get an idea of what we would, yes. what we would be talking about here. And it does, like, I haven't got it's a... very informative. And I haven't got an ad pop up yet, you know. So no, no that's, dick pills. That's nice. No uh, anal stretcher material <laughs> uh, devices. All right, number one. Run a Q&A session. Now, I haven't done a Q&A session because I don't have a novel out, but I do, like, I'll post uh, polls on Twitter and stuff and try to, usually things I'm not interested in, like today I did one about fan fiction. Yeah. I'm not, I don't read fan fiction, I never wrote fan fiction, but I wanted to gauge our, like, my followers and what would eventually hopefully be the DPW audience, like, what amount of them, you know, reads and writes and whatever fan fiction. And just kind of see, get judges like that. I've done that, I think, with like sci-fi, horror, like what genres you like. Just kind of connect with people. And uh, Q&A is a great way to do that yeah. because you, you know, actually have a live back and forth. Especially if you do, uh, if you're like on Reddit. Yeah. That's where a lot of people do uh, live Q&As. But let's see what they got to say. I would always thought it'd be nice if we could get some, uh, get a healthy amount of questions one time for and start doing some, um, some podcast episodes, some question and answer I think that could be, you know. Yeah, I would like to do a whole episode on that eventually. You guys start sending us messages. And not just your pictures I've seen your wiener. It's not that big. It's a little crooked. And I would appreciate if you stopped sending it, Spencer. (laughs) I know you just because your uh, email address is hungman99. That doesn't mean you're hungman99. All right. 
Give readers the opportunity to ask questions live and give them a set amount of time in which they'll have your undivided attention. This is what, like, more famous people do. Again, I've seen this a lot on Reddit and stuff. And uh, I think people do, like, live YouTube. I know they do, like, Facebook Live videos. I've even seen, like, um, a lot of people, like, uh, comic creators would just do, like, on Twitter. They'd be like, hey, I got, like... Fifth, like, you know, I got like a half an hour. I'm waiting at the airport. Anybody got any questions about like anything, you know? And, you know, yeah, Twitter and Facebook, like the ones, the example they use in this article is Facebook. And uh, that's an easy platform. And then Twitter is, I'd rather do Twitter because it's shorter. Yeah. Like the character wise, you're not going to get gigantic paragraphs and you, you have to keep it short and sweet. You do run the risk of having way too many people bombard you with questions, well, but you've got to sort and filter. Well, and then you figure, too, a lot of people. Uh, It'll probably be asking a lot of the same kind of questions, yeah. more or less. So you're just going to have to work through it that way. But even if you're not real popular um, as of yet, and you have a small following, as long as, like I said before, how I've been engaging people, as long as you have a, even if it's only five to ten people that regularly, um, you know, con- or connect with you and engage with you, on whatever platform you're on, that's enough where you can get the ball rolling. Maybe other people see the Q&A. They yeah. want to get involved. And then especially if you're uh, – another thing I like to do, you know, ask kind of – not con- maybe I would say a little bit controversial topic. You don't want to offend anybody. No. But I think one of the ones was uh, I was talking about like transgender oh, and yeah, fiction. Oh, yeah, I remember seeing that. Because yeah. I haven't personally read transgender characters written in a positive light in fiction. They're usually yeah. like a bad guy or a mentally ill character. So I was asking you know some questions about that, and a lot of people were engaging me. And again, you'll get your typical shitheads on one side or the other yeah. that'll give you shit about it. But for the most part, everyone was pretty civil. That's, I think it's just a good way, like a good initial way too, to build a following without having to give a super um, like great amount of attention. Yeah. Because you don't want to be, again, and this is where the line comes for me and what our problem is initially. I don't want to give all my focus to social media because I want to be writing. Yeah. You, you have to be able to schedule it and pass it out correctly. Yeah. So figure out your time limits and uh, I would say... Even if it's only maybe a total of an hour a day, yeah. but space it out. Yeah. Or if you just do one solid hour, however you do it. And um, I don't know if it's on this list or not, but scheduling tweets. I don't do it on my personal one. That's how I do the DPW yeah. one. Schedule tweets of, in a, uh, ahead of time. Facebook as well. And you could do it on Instagram. There's a lot of uh, free services you can use. I, uh, we use Hootsuite. And that's a good way. It just to, makes things so much easier. Yeah. like Especially when you have, um, for us, we have our DPW post. Every day, whatever we're publishing, whether it's stories, podcasts, you know, everything between, it's really good to have that be able to just schedule it and forget about it. I don't got to worry about it. I don't have to like wait till, oh shit, it's noon. I better put this up. I just, I know it's good to go. And that's, uh, you could do that on your personal one too if you have, you know, not necessarily like the QA, but maybe just Twitter is an easy example. Line up a set of tweets throughout the day that you want to use and schedule it ahead of time. And then all you have to do after that is just reply to people. Yeah. You don't have to focus on sitting there thinking, Oh, what should I write now? You can think about it almost like when you're writing it, when you're most creative, that way you're coming up with good original tweets. You're not talking about fucking what flavor ice cream cone, your main character. Like, <laughs> yeah. like that's not you, dumb shit like that. I would say avoid. I mean, if it builds you an audience, okay. I know a lot of people do it personally. I feel like that's building uh how would you describe it? A shallow audience? Yeah. Just surface level, just people interacting just because they want a follower too. Just that. Or they, th- or they think if they, um, if they'll comment in on your stuff, we'll get either them, you know, followers yeah. or more attention to them. The, the thing 
the most important thing uh, you have to remember when it comes to social media, it's quality, not quantity. If you have 50,000 followers, but only 50 of them read your work versus you have 100 followers and all 100 of them fo- you know, read your work, what's mm-hmm. better? That's what you want to actually build people that care about what you're talking about in your work. You don't want people that are there just for shallow reasons. Then you're going to have that, obviously. Yeah. I mean, even I'm almost up to 2,000 followers just in like the last week or whatever, but I probably get like 10 to 50 people who comment regularly on my stuff or like or retweet and things like that. You know, 50 out of two, almost 2,000, that's not really a good number. Yeah. So, But at the same time, you know, that's, that's interaction. Yeah, that's what you're going to get, so. Number two, ask fans for their opinions. Ooh, this one could be dicey. Yeah. Fans are often eager to voice their opinions online, so prompting them with a specific topic can be a great way to start discussion and get people talking about a book. Uh, Diana Gabaladon shared a... I'm sorry, I messed that name up. Gabaladon. I've been reading all these spicy names on... Uh, what was it we were doing? Um... I don't know. We do so many weird episodes anymore, yeah. like Japanese episodes. And I'm so used to reading these funky names. I get a normal name. I fuck it up. So Diana Gabaldon shared a review which sparked a debate on her Facebook page and asked her fans to chime in with their opinions. I'm not going to read that because that's 50 paragraphs. But yeah, that yeah, that's definitely a good way, especially if you, again, if you have slightly controversial. And I say slightly because I don't think you should, unless you're like a political writer or something who... I mean, I wouldn't do it, but if that's like your brand is being controversial, okay. But personally, I say just be nice about it. Like yeah. whatever, whatever your beliefs are, I'd say hold your beliefs, like tone them down. A good example, you're, like, you're a Christian writer. Maybe you don't believe in, uh, like you think homosexuality is a sin or something. Okay, well, if you want to talk about that and ask your, you know, the opinion of your readers and stuff... They don't be super harsh about it and, yeah. you know, like, spam them with your beliefs. Especially when you're starting out. Oh, that, you'll if, never if, get anywhere. Yeah, if you get big enough to where you might be able to do that kind of thing. I mean, if you, granted, you'd hope if once you get that audience and stuff like that, it, you don't turn into an asshole, but. Well, like, Stephen King and Joe Hill on Twitter constantly, uh, you know, shit on Trump all the time. Yeah. And they're pretty, especially Stephen King, Joe Hill's a little more reserved, but. Stephen King just goes full because he don't yeah. care. He's yeah. he's old. He he's the same age as Trump. He don't give a shit. So he just goes full bore on it, and he just says some ridiculous things. But at least then too, like those are either kind of either entertaining or at least he has like a uh, like a thought like a, a a thought out thing that he wants to say. He's just not like oh the Trump he's not, is bad. He's not doing the James Woods. Yeah. Was, you know, every time he's on Twitter, I think he might have got banned. Actually, he just. Uh, Fucking Democrats suck. They're stupid idiots. Nobody like, you know, just hate shit. Like, yeah. Stephen King's at least, you know, clever with it. But, like, that's kind of going into the real controversial stuff. And especially if you're not that, you know, you're not Stephen King, which most of us aren't. Nope. I would say tone that back and keep it slightly controversial to get the engagement. But don't actually be the controversial one. If yeah. you want to have your audience kind of partake in that. and And also, I would say... If they get a little too riled up and you start seeing hate comments and you stuff, shut po- that down. Yeah, you got to police that, yeah. that shit. I'm, I know it's hard because you'd be like, oh, I'm getting good engagement, though. You know, my shit's blowing up. It's not for the good reasons, though, because then you, the readers who like you, they're not going to go into your comment section on stuff because they're going to see all these hateful assholes. And they'll associate those people with you just out of context because, oh, well, you know, all these alt-right people or these far-left people are on this post spamming all this horrible shit that must be what the author believes because why would they be doing that 
And you don't want to go that route either. So try to shut that down and mediate it. And you just don't want to be like, you just don't want to promote that much negativity. I mean, Mm-mm. why? Yeah, that's why I say if you're going to do like the slightly controversial stuff, keep it um, like what I do is I try to keep it friendly. Keep it, you know, if somebody has an opinion far on the other side of yours, still try to understand where they're coming from and respect it and be like, hey, I might not believe that, but I'll, yeah. again, like using the Christian as an example, you know, a hardcore Christian writer, be like, okay, I might not, that might not be my beliefs, but you're entitled to it and you yeah. don't besmirch somebody for that. You just let it go. Let shit roll off your back, yeah. literally. Like, don't, don't uh, get on, on the hate wagon. Positivity, that'll get you, that'll get you a lot farther than the negative shit I see because that's, that also ruins people's careers. Yeah. Like, I've seen a lot of authors' uh, numbers take a huge dive when they come out with uh, some hardcore views. Well, like, what's that um, That one sci-fi writer that or- Orson Scott something? He's like, Yeah, he got like, a lot of... Because, like, he's very, like, anti-gay and, and, mm. and stuff like that. And... He lost a huge part of his audience because of that. Number three, post... <clears throat> oh, fuck. Post dick pics. Wait a... Oh, oh sorry, I switched to your... Uh... Well, Your article, Spencer. Well. <laughs> Don't post dick pics. Number three, post cover reveals. Social media is a great place to show fans what your next book will look like. They'll be excited to see the visual depictions of your next story, and it will build recognition when the book is available for sale. I would also say, and it might be later on, probably, but I would say do that with excerpts, too, Yeah, from your book. Like, you know, some, some saucy excerpts, maybe if a romance writer, tantalize the crowd a little bit, you know, tantalize them, jiggle it a little bit in front of the face, then pull back. Pull back. Show titty, pull back. D- show all titty, but no nip, pull back. back. Not not literal titty, uh, verbal titty, word written titty. But anyway, you could do that with the cover art too, which is cool, which I like when uh, comic books do that. Yeah. Like comic writers and stuff will uh, release little snippets of or, or panels. Now, now, like, DC has been doing, like, uh, for, like, their big comics and stuff like that. They were actually, like, post, like, a um, like a minute, two-minute trailer, like, on Ooh, YouTube. I like that. And, like, you know, it would be, like, a shot of the cover and, like, you'll get some moving pictures of the interiors and just, like, maybe somebody talk about, like, you know... In a future, in an evil future where Batman's the only surviving hero. Kind of, like, kind yeah, of that's cool. I like that stuff. Um, don't give too much away, though. No. Don't be like some fucking movie trailers where it just gives the whole movie away. You're like, why am I watching this? Like fucking Pet Cemetery that gave away the twist. Oh, oh, that pissed me off. You know, that, that, that came out on DVD. You can own that and have it at your house and watch it whenever you want now. Why would I? Because you love it, so. I don't love it. Don't even like it. I watched it, and it was... I'm glad everybody died. Yeah, spoiler. <laughs> everybody dies. Technically, that's not a spoiler because everyone in the world will die one day. Yeah. Until we get to that weird point where people stop dying because they either cured old age or they make us all like, you know, robots. Yeah. Consciousness goes into something Black Mirror style into a computer. I'm okay with that. I would be okay with that, but I feel like our luck, we would end up pushing buggies at a one. <laughs> 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 Why is everyone else in the utopia and I'm pushing buggies? Why you need buggy pushers? That's when the computer overlords like, this is your utopia. No. It is not. Number four, show props from a scene in a book. Well, that's a weird one. Yeah. Bring your books to life by showing fans how you envision objects from specific scenes. I don't know if that would work for some of the things I write. Yeah, right. Use dildo, <laughs> poopy dildo, <laughs> bloody so, dildo. Why is there so many dildos? I don't know. It's supposed to be a kid's book. I don't know what the fuck happened. 
Oh, God, Caleb, you're a monster. I don't know why I didn't get accepted for the Galastic books. I don't know why. <laughs> Try to get in the book fair. It's really a love story. Um, yeah, Somebody posted a picture of tarot cards. I'm not going to read all that, but, yeah, that is a good idea, I guess. I mean, I guess it would depend on what your story is about and, like, kind of, like... Like how, like, those tarot cards, like, like if you're doing, like, a magical, like, Mm -hmm. fantasy kind of thing. You'd even do that as a teaser, maybe, for what the book might be about. But, like, if you're you're doing, like, a suspense murder kind of thing, just... (laughs) Severed head? Or just throw, just, like, post a picture of, like, a bloody knife on all your social media and be like, well, I hope this doesn't get into anything bad. (laughs) Yeah, I might get you into hot water. Yeah, don't post gross things and bloody things, but, I mean, maybe, like, a... A beer bottle, yeah, with lipstick around the rim of the glass, or uh, maybe like an outline body in chalk, maybe. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, maybe a a half a titty. Half a titty. Yeah, you only show the titty from the side titty, side boob, man, woman. You don't know. Could be anybody's. It could be my titty. Could be your titty. Could be under titty. Oh, so. under titty is the rare part of the titty that you when you get those under titty pics, like those uh weird shirts that cut off at oh. the top, like. That some reason that's better. That's better than upper cleavage, lower cleavage. You like, don't see it. No, it's like seeing butt cheeks in the wild. You're and like, I whoa. Think, and I think too, you get a better like visual in your head because like upper cleavage can be very. Could deceiving. be lies. Yeah. Can be very push deceiving. up bra yeah. for a reason, not push down <laughs> bra. We went. We we just lost half our female audience. I apologize. Women will never understand the lust men have for titties, and it's because we're born to lust for titties because that's where sustenance comes yes. from. Why would we find them sexually arousing when we're older? I don't that's know. That's weird. That is weird. I don't think they do in like a lot of other countries. Just if you think about it, it is a little weird. Just but. like globs of fat on the chest. Yeah, that's hot. Glad you randomly grew <laughs> grew globs of fat on your chest and nowhere else. <laughs> Can I play with those? Can I put those in my mouth for no reason? Just like a cat. Just yeah, you can't really think. You think about it. You can't do much with a boob. It's sweaty. <laughs> yeah, but they're there. Yeah. Yeah, that's what most things are there. If only women felt that way about like men's danglers. Like you just like slap it around like, oh that's fun. They don't. No. They don't like it. They don't like to see it. I don't like to see it either. No. So I, I get it. It's gross looking. I think I heard in a movie somebody told me like the like the men's genitalia just looks like extra used. Elbow kids. skin. Yeah. A wiener on its best day is ugly. Yeah. Like the best looking wiener is not good. So if you got like some uncircumcised long miscolored wing like discolored wiener Ooh. and there's a lot more of those out there than yeah. our normal ones number five share event scheduled if you're participating in conferences book tours book signings or any other event let fans know where they could find you this is what we need to do when we get super famous oh i guess technically we could probably actually start working on that now with the information that we recently got just before hey everybody even though this won't be posted until next week but today is today the twelfth. Yeah, it is. So it still should probably come out before we go. As of well, it'll be out next week. Tuesday. Yeah. Well, it'll be out Tuesday. It's not too long from now. As of July twelfth, we did get our press passes approved, our press credentials for Wizard World Pittsburgh. Woo. So we will be covering that. I don't feel like doing the work. I just want to go for free. Yeah. Look at the stuff. 
No, well, I'm thinking about this year doing uh, putting a video together, so I don't have to do as much writing. Yeah, you got that new uh, that new fancy camera that you use yeah. for your vacation. So. Yeah, so I'm gonna get that set up, and we're gonna go ahead and film some shit, and hopefully that'll be a lot easier. And maybe uh, do a little review. Yeah, maybe we can get some like interviews or something from if anybody's there. Yeah, uh, I have not seen an artist or vendor list. I've seen a few celebrities, and I yeah. do interested in meeting them. Well, and I don't know if like the celebrities would be willing to do like an interview. Like I, don't, like, I don't think we could walk up to, like, Zach Levi and be like, Hey, Shazam, would you do this, like, five-minute interview for our website about writing? I know you have nothing to do about it, but, like... I don't think they have a choice. Dance, monkey, dance! The <laughs> fucking coins we just go up to them And when they're like, well, I don't know, I don't... You see this right here? This is press. Press, <laughs> motherfucker. You know how hard I had to work to get this badge? Not very hard. But I am... I got it, and you don't, so... Film shit. Um, yeah, so that, yeah, just promote shit. That's that's a simple one. I think that's what most people do anyway. Yeah. Don't spam your books and stuff, though. And for the love of God, I don't know why people do this, but it makes me almost want to unfollow them instantly. I don't know how you have it set up, but if you have a book coming out or a website or whatever you have, when somebody follows you, don't have it set up or don't do it personally where you just DM them a bunch of bullshit about the yeah. book. Like, I don't ever read those. I hate that. It makes me not want to follow the person. That automated message bullshit as soon as somebody follows you. It's like, I don't want that. And don't spam people. Don't spam. Like, if, all, if your whole Twitter account is nothing but your book promotion and nothing else, you're not yeah. engaging people, I don't give a fuck. I'm not going to read your book. Yeah. If anything, I'll tell other people not to read your book because it's annoying. So don't do that stuff. Again, bring it up organically. Yeah. You can have a pin tweet that's about your book and then, you know, occasionally post about your work. But don't if that's all your whole thing is, then nobody's going to fucking care. You know what I hate? And I I don't think this necessarily falls on the um the person that you're following, but you ever have this like um you're following a person on like like Twitter or Instagram, and then like as soon as you start following them, they start showing up as like uh, whenever they do like the sponsor ones or like you know the ad ones that people. It's like I'm already following this person. Yeah. Like you, you ever other than this fuck? Like I'm already following this person. Put something else here. Like, yeah, somebody put some else. other people. I hate that too. Um, number seven. This is one I definitely need to start doing, especially now that we have this. Well, you skipped number six. Anthology coming. What was number six? Providing a behind-the-scenes look at your writing progress. Oh, who gives a shit about... Okay. <laughs> number six. Provide a behind-the-scenes look at your writing process. Show fans what inspires you during your writing process. This can be anything from the research you gathered, photos from location scouting trips, diagrams or sketches you drew, or even excerpts from early drafts. I like that idea. Yeah. Um, I'm going to probably start doing that. Yeah, I guess I definitely need to... You know, that's, uh, I feel like Instagram would be the place for that, too. Yeah. If you had an Instagram author profile, would show pictures of what you're doing and be like, hey, the reason why I'm standing on the edge of this bridge that looks like I'm about to jump is because I'm doing research. I'm not yeah. trying to kill myself. Yeah, so that's suicidal. Wanted a cool picture. You know what could probably be a good thing, too? Uh, I just thought of this, but, like, um, every so often, like, uh, you could post on Instagram, like, the word count of your, um... Whatever current story you're working on. Well, that goes with the next one. Oh, okay. Number seven. This is when I said I need to start doing. Update fans on your writing progress. Your fans may be clamoring for your next book, so give them an update. They'll enjoy this glimpse into your publishing process, and an update serves as a nice reminder of the upcoming release. Now, as we are not writing full books yet, um, it's a little difficult, but even with short stories, whatever you're writing... 
you can still do that just at yeah. a smaller level. Say yeah. you're only writing, you know, a 2,000 word story. You can still, hey, you know, I got this idea for a story. Give out the idea. Yeah. Get some feedback on that. Like, hey, I got the first draft. Here's a couple excerpts. What do you think? Like, just think small things. And then that'll get people engaged. And they, uh, you know, also if they feel the need to share their work with you too. I mean, even, you know, there's a whole book or stories. So I might not have time to read it, but read it like an excerpt or something. Yeah. Just like, hey, you know, just a little back and forth. It's nice. And uh, that's one thing a lot of writers don't do is they don't share their progress or their behind-the-scenes stuff. And then the, um, it's not like they're alienating their uh, their readers or anything. But they're just, you know, private life or whatever. But, I mean, that's what the fans want. Like, look yeah. at musicians. The reason why most musicians are so popular is because the fans feel like they're connected to that yeah. musician. Same with writers. If you feel connected to the author, you're more likely to read his work or his or her work, even if it's bullshit, like if it's something that sucks. They'll still might read it just because, or buy it. I I bought um, work from writers that wasn't that good, but I like their other stuff, and yeah. I like them as a you know author and who they are. So you know, I still support it. Well, then even too, like um, I I always get a kick whenever like uh, Rogan will post like a couple second video backstage at whatever like club they're at. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, and and stuff like that, and. And and whenever different people do that stuff, so like if it works for that, it definitely works for your. Oh yeah, your then writing. like gosh, uh, you know, like when they share the you know behind the scenes podcast, uh, yeah. or uh, not just the Rogan podcast, but like the Dead Robot Society. They were, I think they had, uh, I don't know if it was them or not. Someone I was watching, they had on YouTube. Uh, they just kind of showed their little studio and just like the equipment they use and just little things like that. Yeah. You could do that with the writing, even just like, hey, this is the kind of laptop I use. Here's the software I use. Believe it or not, a lot of writers, and especially uh, amateur writers, are really interested in what more well-established writers, yeah. like what the writing process is, how they write, what they use to write, what programs, you know, do you write by hand, do you keep notes, like every little thing. It's unbelievable how many people want to know this information, and, then, and, and it doesn't get out there and often. Then even people who don't, uh, who aren't even like, Oh, writers, but they are. You get some people that are just so much into writing that they are interested on how their writers, like what's their writers' pro. Like, cause I, I, if Stephen King did like a video about like, oh, you'd be off. I, I would watch. I would probably watch that a couple times. Oh yeah. Number eight, show off your workspace. If you'd rather not give specific updates on your work in progress, show your fans where you work. Writing can be an isolated task, so social media provides a great way to invite readers into your workspace without the risk of in-person distraction. Just post pictures of a toilet. <laughs> I get the majority of my writing done. Toilet, bathtub, <laughs> toilet again, <laughs> shower. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a, that's a good idea. Uh, at the same time, though, how often can you do that? Yeah. Here's my desk again. This time it's not as cluttered as it was yesterday. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, every once in a while I'll give a glimpse of your... Your writing no, I mean, space, I, I suppose. I, I guess that would be cool if you were like, um, whenever sometimes you might be out, um, cause you were doing that every once in a while. I remember that one time, like, you and the missus were taking the dog for a walk, and, uh, you posted a picture of, like, notes you took, you know, where you got, like, oh, I, yeah, I, like I, on we, a trail. Yeah, and stuff like that. So, yeah, like, that, like, kind of, that kind of stuff could work. Yeah, the picture, ha- I mean, I don't want to shit on anybody's brains, but it's got to be interesting. You have yeah. to, as an author, you need to be interesting. If you're not, nobody's going to care. If it's just yeah. like, a, like I said, if you're a picture of your computer at your desk, and that's every other day you're posting a picture of your computer at your desk, nobody cares. Like, even the first time, they might not care that much. Oh, that's his desk. Okay. Do something else. Yeah. 
Like, hey, I'm writing in a coffee shop today. Hey, you know, I'm writing on the side of a mountain today. It'd be cool. Do some stuff. Don't don't fake it though. Be you got to be sincere. Don't climb on top of a building and dangle mm-hmm. out of a window just to look how I'm writing today. I'm crazy. And you'll get audience that way, but it's probably not the right kind. Number nine, share a quote from one of your books. That kind of goes with the excerpt we talked about. Number ten, discuss your love of books. This is one I do frequently, and it comes uh, very naturally to me because I love a lot of books. But this definitely gets. The interaction, I would say, flowing because people love to discuss what they like. Yeah. Readers who follow authors on social media obviously love books. Relating to them and sharing in that love of books can foster engagement. For inspiration, check out BookBub blog, blah, 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 blah. Um, so if you want to go to BookBub, you can find out what that bloopity blob is. But <laughs> exact words. Yeah, that's... Uh, it's a great way to engage people is just talk about books. And then that way you're not, especially if you're in the middle of something that's not fleshed out, like a yeah. first draft, and you don't want to share. Because for me, I don't want to share my first draft. No. No excerpts, anything from no. my first draft because it sucks. So use that time to share, you know, hey, I just got done reading this terrible book that I hated. But then I read this <laughs> book that I loved and uh, it was very enjoyable. I had to watch myself because I have been doing that lately because I read a couple back-to-back shitty books. So I'm like, I want to bitch about the book and write a negative review. and just, I'm trying not to be that guy. I was going to write a review from that Japanese book I just finished that was awful. And I'm like, no, because it's not going to be good. And what good does... I'll give it a star rating. That's it. Yeah. I'm not going to... Because a lot of people, they go into that whole negative atmosphere where their whole life is just shitting on things. All they want to do is give bad reviews, but you never see them give good reviews of the things they do like. Well, I'd rather promote the things I do like and just kind of ignore the things I don't. So, yeah, focus on the books you like. Share the work. You know, if you're reading something you really enjoyed, tell people about it. Even if it's a famous writer, but if it's not so famous writer, even better. You know, if it's an indie writer, somebody, one of your followers, you read their book and loved it, share that information, please. People need to know because that's one of the things. It can be hard to find that stuff. Yeah, there, well, there's, there's so some... many books out there. I mean, even if it's a slightly popular book, unless it's a bestseller, like a New York Times bestseller or something, most people probably haven't heard of it. Nope. All right. Number 11, share good news by thanking others. Accomplishing a literacy feat like topping a bestseller list, winning an award, or landing a new book deal is something authors want to shout from the rooftops. True, I would. Yeah. But thanking readers for their role in your accomplishment is a more humble way to share good news, recognizing readers for their involvement in that success. Yeah, definitely give a shout out to your fans. I mean, we try to do that on this show regularly. And I even do it, you know, whenever I get like a, I publish something that it's a little more popular than normal. Like, hey, thanks you guys for reading. I really appreciate it because that makes people feel good and makes them want to read more in the future. And I just know that um, in my personal consumption of entertainment, if it's writing, music, you know, shows, comics, whatever, the people that do that kind of stuff or like... You know, you you go on Twitter and you know, oh you you tweet, oh I just got done reading your whatever. It was really good. And even sometimes if they don't even like respond, but they like 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 your comment or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just that to, to show that hey, they actually took the time to at least read what you said about their stuff. You know? Yeah. And things just like that. Little... You you build that. You know, it doesn't take much. You do that kind of stuff, and you can build a fan for life if you do it right. Hell, I uh, I think I made um, I commented 
The Rock posted something about the headphones he put out, yeah. and I bought the headphones, and I really liked them. And I think I commented on whatever post he has, like, hey, man, these are really well made. Appreciate it. And uh, he, I think he just liked it. Yeah. He didn't even say anything. And I was just like, Rock liked my shit. But he wrote what I said. He read what I said. And it just makes you feel good. But even still, like, um, especially with somebody like The Rock, the fact that he, like, even took the couple seconds to, yeah, to like do that. Like, would he do that in between reps? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's awesome. Number 12, share fan photos or art. You can also show fan appreciation by sharing art they created based on your books or reposting photos they shared with you. I would share, like, if I wrote a book and people created fan art and all this shit, I would share every goddamn thing I found all the time. I mean, even if it was crappy, I don't care. I would share it. What about if it was, like, that saucy fanfic, though? Ooh, would you say that I'll, I'll, I'll tell them privately I love this <laughs> keep it coming I'm gonna keep this in my private stash though I'll read all of it I'll read everything Andy Weir posted a clever photo a fan sent to him and it's a photo of uh, the Martian cover the movie Matt Damon <laughs> on a uh, thing of potatoes <laughs> I like that these those potatoes won't grow out of shit do you know that? Or? Well, at least, okay at least they won't grow out of shit from your shit and the people that you know shit yeah, they're random people shit. I, I, which makes for someone would make me feel a lot better. <laughs> Thirteen. Show support for other authors. Use your social media presence to promote other authors you admire. Yeah, I don't have to go into that one because we already kind of covered it. But I mean, like I said, that's what I do now, and it's giving me a lot of fanfare. Is uh, it make it just think of how you would feel if somebody shared your stuff? Yeah, it makes you feel good. Yeah, it makes you go, oh. People are reading this. And almost going back to our imposter syndrome episode, it makes you feel more legitimate. Somebody shares your work. You go, oh, people are reading this. People like it. I'm on the right track. I'm actually, I'm making the right steps to, you know, get where I want to go. So doing that to other people is a good pay it forward kind of way. You know, in my mind, even if it's something you didn't personally read, maybe you just checked out like uh, somebody post a blurb from their book or something, and maybe they shared, you know, their Amazon link to it. Yeah. And you're like, oh, that looks kind of cool. Maybe I'd want to check that out sometime. Give it a retweet. Yeah. You know, just like, or, you know, retweet the comment. Like, hey, this looks pretty cool. Like check it out. Like, especially if it's, uh, like, somebody that you've known and you may not have checked out that work, but you did, you know their previous work. Because, like, I do, like, a lot of that stuff with, like, um, like Derek Manning or like Mike uh, Watson, like stuff. Like even if I didn't like get a chance to fully check out, you still thing, share it. I'll share it or like it or whatever, just to you know. I know that I don't have a lot of people that will probably will follow follow along with that stuff, but the the few that might, yeah. might check it out. Well, the thing that always disappoints me, and I kind of given up on thinking about it, but like on Facebook, for instance. You know, that's where most of my personal friends and family are. Yeah. And um, even I really use that just to share memes. I don't even talk to people too much on there anymore. But one thing that kind of got me to, like, give up Facebook for the most part is um, even something, like, you know people are on there all day bitching about stuff, looking at statuses, circling through, you know, just going through their uh, news feed and all that shit. And they can't even take the time just to hit the like button on something you post. Yeah. Like, a, you know, you share your work. Because I share my work on there. I was doing it regularly for a while, like my stories and stuff I wrote. And not only were they not, like, reading it or ch- clicking it, which is fine because not everybody's into reading. Yeah. I get that. But, you know, like, you're my family or for close friends or something. You can't even hit the like button yeah. or share it or just, like, the simplest thing. A click of a button. You can't manage to do that. Like, you give that little of a shit. So that kind of like that was depressing me for a while. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just not going to concentrate on these people anymore. And then when I become a New York Times bestseller, I'm like, okay, yeah, well, 
how you doing? Want to go get lunch? No, you can eat a dick. You're yeah. a fool. Don't yeah. worry. I, I don't need you. Um, that's that's my that's our ultimate goal. That's my petty goal. <laughs> it's like win a Pulitzer Prize or something and just wear it around. Yeah, I, I think you could wear it. I don't know. It's a fucking award is it, necklace. Is, I don't, is, is it like I'm a, thinking of a Nobel Prize. Yeah. I don't think a Pulitzer Prize is a fucking thing you can hang on like a necklace, like a Olympic medal. But I think the Nobel Prize is. But if I ever want, like made your literary award or made like a movie out of one of my books, I would be so fucking petty. <laughs> I'd just be walking around with an un- just like an open poster. Just look at it. Everybody look at this. This is mine. Yeah. This is mine. Look like at some, it. Like when everyone starts congratulating on Facebook because, you know, it makes them look good. To, yeah. Oh, congratulations. Can't believe it. Oh, you did this. I'm like, yeah. Did you read it? No. Yeah. No. no. How much work did you share when I was struggling for 10 years? Nothing. No. No. Uh, see this See this picture of my dick? Yep. That's yours now. You can have that hanging up on your wall because that's the only time you're going to get close to it, baby, because you ain't getting this wiener. Click. All right. Back on track. Number 14, share your reading list. If you don't want to post detailed reviews, simply share what you're reading now or your to-read list. I do this not very frequently, but I'm trying to do it more. Yeah, I I was just, as we were going over that, I was saying, oh, that's probably a good idea because, like, you know, I do a good amount of reading and my, especially my to-read list is huge. It's definitely long enough I could break that up into a couple of different I've been sharing, posts. like I shared that awful book I was reading yeah. and how it was awful and I got way too much engagement for that compared to what I thought I was going to get. Just, I think that was that very depressing picture I took of me reading that awful book while I was drinking coffee out of a, a glass. Oh, um, yeah. What is that? Uh, um liquid pouring cup measuring cup oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, coffee yeah. Out of a liquid measuring cup i was like <laughs> my dishes were dirty i couldn't <laughs> find the big glass and i need something i was like fuck it i'll just use this at least it wasn't tupperware yeah some people in this house drink out of tupperware 15 create little games for fans and Encur- i don't uh, like yeah. this one i hate the games. i'll read it but encourage interaction by creating fun games quote film the blanks trivia scavenger hunts mad libs guessing games the possibilities are endless no this isn't me no i'm not the game guy mm-hmm. i get tagged in these all the time and i appreciate people wanting to tag me and stuff to build my following and help me out but i'm not partaking i don't i tried for a little bit i don't like all the notifications find it boring i, f- I find it not useless but i just i mean i don't have the time i'm trying to write I, I got other stuff I got to do. I don't. I don't want to play a game. The, the only thing that I could think would be kind of cool if we were working, we would get bigger and like. Now, granted, like I saw this from like like different artists. Like Jim Lee used to do this. He would uh, he would go to like San Diego and like he would take like pre sketches that he already drew and he would like hide them places. Oh, see, that's different. That's yeah. more. That's like a personal engagement too. Yeah, and then you know, so like he'd take like three or four of them and like hide in places and like you'd have to try to find them. I think it's talking about like the uh like the predictive text game on Twitter where it's like right I ate and then let your fucking text predictive text finish it. I no. ate dick for breakfast. And it's like okay, like that's what is that really serving? It's just getting people to comment on your stuff. Yeah. Maybe when you're first like starting out and you're growing and you want to build your following, I, I guess, but I don't think you're getting a lot of, again, quality engagement. Yeah. I want quality engagement. I want people to connect with me on a more personal level. So when they read my work, they're actually, you know, they want to buy my stuff, not just, uh, Oh, I, he he has funny tweets and he plays these games. That's mm-hmm. that's kind of interesting. Like I don't want to be the surface level guy no. where that's all you think. I want to be a little deeper. I want you to. I mean, I might not be friends in real life, but we could be kind of buddies online. 
Like I might want to be like, oh, hey, what's so and so up to? You know, check on their profile or something. Yeah. I'd rather have that than just, uh, oh, this guy always comments on these games, but I don't even know his name. Like I don't yeah. give a shit about that. Number sixteen, share playlists for a book or character. Music can be inspirational, and fans often want to know what authors listen to while crafting specific scenes, or what songs influence the creation of their characters. I don't know. I don't listen to much music when I write. Not, not well. No, not while I'm actually writing. No. Lately, just because there's always fucking noise in this house, because nobody comes home and makes a ruckus watching all that goddamn colored television now. Fuck. But, uh. You know, when you say colored television, do you mean like. Like TV that has color? Or you're talking about like BET? What are you talking about here? <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> hey, you're the one who said it. Hey, so. man, this episode got a little dark. Whoa, wait, no! Hey, whoa. No, not like no! <laughs> Racist in the morning. <laughs> And there goes our social justice followers. No, believe it or not, I haven't watched BET in a long time because the quality has gone downhill. Yeah. Living Colors on, though. I'll still check that out. Oh, Eight yeah. minutes from the 90s. Living that's Cutter. a show. Why don't they bring that back? They, I think they're bringing Keenan and Kel back. Are they? Yeah, that's pretty cool. Anyway, what was I talking about? Uh, frequently? No. Share playlist book. Yeah. yeah. I've been listening to uh, Ambiance. Just like noise, like fireplace and whistling wind and forest noise. Just to fucking cancel out the other noise. But that, there's no, I, I can't write to music. I get distracted. Maybe like if it was, uh, I used to do it when I listened to articles. It'd be uh, instrumentals. Yeah. But if, if there's words, if it's like Japanese or Spanish or something, okay, because I can't understand it. But if it's like, you know, a rap song or something, listen yeah. to a fucking rap song. Yeah, I'll, I'll get, I'll get too, like, I'll get too, like, I'll, like, distracted. Like, imagine trying to listen to a podcast while writing. That's not gonna happen. No. You can't do both unless you're, like, you split your brain in half. Number 17, answer fans frequently asked questions. That seems like that goes with Q&A. 18, promote charities and other good causes. Um, I feel like you should be doing that anyway. Yeah, so regardless. If you're, really. if you're writing or not. Yeah, I don't think you should... Uh, I mean, unless if you, like, see, like... Uh, unless if they're talking about, like... Um, literary things. Or, yeah, stuff like that. Sure, but Well, yeah, if you're doing, like, literary events or, like, uh, books for kids or things like that, yeah, obviously promote that. But I think whatever charity you should, you're doing, you should promote it anyway. Yeah, regardless. Not, even, not to be, like, a humble bragger or anything like that. Just because, hey, you're actually doing something good. Share that with people so maybe they'll do it, too. Yeah. Because they might not even know, um, I mean, there's so much different kind of charities out there, um, they might not even know about a certain kind until they see you talk about yeah. it, you know, and they're like, oh, there's a thing for that? Yeah, I, would, I wouldn't mind giving money yeah, to that. Yeah, so definitely do that. 19, celebrate characters' major life events. That's mm. weird. Your characters might not be real people, but you can add a fun layer of realism by celebrating their major life events, birthdays, and I'm not doing no. that. No. That's... Again, maybe if you're like a Harry Potter universe type writer, like you're creating a Tolkien type world yeah, or something super deep that people are like almost D and D level like, or living. Like if you if you have like a book series, maybe yeah, like, like that that's that's four or five books deep or something like that. But like people are so invested, they're cosplaying your characters. You know, they write fan fiction for them. Okay, I get it. But, you know, if you're just writing a one off novel, I don't see the point. And I mean, especially like a lot of our characters, it's like, hey, this was their birthday. They're not alive anymore, though. So most of them weren't alive to begin with. They were ghosts, ghosts, demons, sperm monsters. Sperm monsters? You ever seen a sperm monster? That's what I call my wiener. (laughs) (laughs) Twenty. Share interesting links in media. Your fans are clearly interested in the topics you write about in your books, so chances are you share other interests as well. 
If you find a photo, article, or video particularly interesting, share it with your fans. Um, this is one I do on DPW. I haven't really... I don't know if I do it on mine or not. I don't like to spam people's stuff, but probably should start. But like the DPW, if I find cool writing articles I read, like I always share them on there and people really like that. Or, uh, you know, pictures and memes and stuff, I'll share it on that. On on my personal one, I do that with like you know, YouTube videos and stuff. I'll share things I like, but I, I that's mainly what my Facebook's used for, which is... Uh, I don't care if I offend people on there, so I just yeah. I don't care what it is. I think Facebook is just made to offend people now. Yeah. It's mostly just old people and boomers. I don't give a fuck about them. But yeah, you definitely want to... Again, that goes with building your author profile, which I think we talked about in the past, and kind of um, making yourself more personal and like a real person. Because anybody could just be your online author profile, but if you're... Like a real person, like an authentic person with your own likes, interest, and other things. You know, oh, you actually like this kind of music. I like this music too. People will interact with you more. Yeah. Number twenty-one, show off your pets. I do this, and it gets great fanfare because people love pets. Number twenty-two, let fans see your personal side. That's what we were just talking about. Um, to go a little deeper. You know, maybe share some goofy pictures of you, yeah. some more unflat, you know, little unflattering pictures, or show that you're human too. Like, oh, I spilled my coffee today. Yeah. Oh, I shit my pants because I ate burritos and they were yeah. they were a couple weeks old. You had that uh, that you got that dollar taco from Burger King. I mean, I guess don't go too gross. Oh no, another yeast infection. Like, no, yeah. don't don't. Uh, oh, the goddamn wart came back. I guess I gotta get it removed again. Like, no, you know, I mean, I'm sure there's a crowd for that, but. Number 23, check in when you take a break. Um, yeah, if you take a hiatus from social media, you do want to check in just to keep your fans, you know, like, hey, or just a break from writing, whatever your break is. Like, hey, still alive, still doing stuff. Yeah, and I would say, like, especially when you're taking a break from your writing, that would be a good time to maybe focus a little bit more in with your fans, maybe. Like, you know what I mean? Well, as you may or may not have known, Spencer, I haven't been writing, like, the last week. Well, this week has just been a shitty week, and I've been reading a lot, though, but that's, I've been boosting my engagement on the social media and talking to people and actually talking about my writing slump with people, and I got a lot of advice and stuff on there, and people were very nice about it, and they kind of, they could relate, and that built my rapport with certain folks, so that's a good thing, too, if you're going through writing slumps, or here's where it gets a little dicey for me. Because I, I do tend to lean towards the hate side of things every once in a while. When Just it, a little bit. When it comes to being, like, you know, not authentic, not being a real person, doing things to get the likes, so to speak. But, you know, that's like the social justice warrior types or the super far right types. Like, they they do a lot of stuff they might not even personally believe just because others like it. But I've been seeing a lot of... Uh, Oh, I'm in the hospital again. Oh, woe is me type of stuff. It's not like, oh, hey, guys, I'm not, you know, I had to go to the hospital, so I might not be active today or yeah. something. Like, that's not, there's a difference. It's like, if you're just like, but here's the one. I, I'm not, I, I'm not even, I don't think I was following her. I think somebody retweeted it. I don't want to hate, but I, I, personally, I just thought this was kind of fucked up. The lady, her tweet was something like, oh, this is the worst day ever. My husband died of a heart attack this morning. Like what the fuck? Like yeah, first I felt bad. Like, I was like, oh shit. But then I was like, why are you tweeting that today if he just died? And then I looked on her um her profile, and that was like the eighth tweet of the day. Like she had like all morning was tweeting random things about that. Oh my husband had died today, and like 
It's like, you're doing this. Are you doing this for the likes? That's kind of. And I always feel weird about like that kind of stuff. Uh, especially like on, on the Twitter, because at least now on the Facebook, they've gave you different things. Like instead of like, you know, oh, you know, my husband died. Oh, there's a like, you know, you can put like a frowny face yeah. or a crying face, but like, even it's with just a heart on Twitter. It, with that, yeah, it, and even with those other things, it's still weird. Like I never know how to like to like re- to interact with that stuff. Do I like leave a comment? Do I like, especially when yeah. it's like somebody you don't? I mean, really you can know. leave. Your, yeah, you can leave like condolences or something. But like, okay, for that lady's Twitter thing example, okay, like, okay, I get it. Especially if. Uh, Maybe you don't have a lot of friends in your personal life or something, and you want obviously you want to reach out. It's a huge life event, a huge tragedy for you. Maybe you know you're always on social media. You're very popular on social media. Okay, I get it. You want to reach out to those people, but you know when you got like eight to ten tweets in, and then also if you're the people that are following that, you know you're for me and be your friends with that. What do you what do you say after like tweet number three? Yeah, you feel you know. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. Oh, I'll pray for you. My thoughts and pr- yeah. all that stuff. And then but like. The fifth tweet still, oh, I can't believe this has happened. Oh, man. What an awful day. And it's like, well, what the fuck do I say now? Yeah. Like, do you just ignore it? Or, I mean, it's just, I mean, maybe I'm just a little old school where I'm just like, hey, you know, some personal stuff stays personal. Like, keep your personal life still separate from yeah. your digital life. I, I think there are some things you shouldn't share with strangers, especially right away. Like, something that raw. Yeah. I wouldn't want, like... You know, say, like, my mom died or something. I wouldn't be on Twitter talking about nope. that. I wouldn't be like, oh, man, my mom died. Like, a bunch of people that don't know me personally. Yeah. Or, like, you know, only know me as a writer and that's it. That's, that's kind of weird. Yeah. Like, what do you do when you see, like, somebody you never met? You don't even know the real name. The only thing you know is, that you know, they like comics and you like comics. Yeah. And all of a sudden, like, oh, man, my grandpa got the AIDS and... He's gonna die here soon. I'm in the hospital. I'm like, oh shit! Like, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I feel bad, buddy, but I don't. I don't know what to do. It's just. It's a weird place. I don't think you should be that personal. Again, I mean, maybe if your fans are super close to you and you actually meet them in person and things like that, but Twitter does not seem like the place. For, like no. Facebook, you know, you actually see people's pictures more. You can even Instagram. You can like. I feel like you got a more visual. Um, look into people's lives but Twitter is just kind of a crapshoot yeah. and that's where people seem to do it most and it's like you're I mean you're almost not real on Twitter it's like a chat room almost like the old yeah. school chat rooms uh oh <gasps> I guess we should wrap this up oh, we're getting close to the end anyways yeah well that's our fantastic I actually like that article that was yeah. a really good article yeah. so check that out on book bub or what was it let me check that again yes I'll leave it in the show notes but it is insights.bookbub.com Anyway, check us out on DrunkenPenWriting.com. Hit us up on Twitter at DrunkenPenWriting. Uh, and you can check us on Facebook and Goodreads under the same names. You guys have a wonderful day. We will catch you next time. Bye.